you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, from the Locked On Steelers podcast. Join my friend and co-host, Ryan Tracy, of the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Ryan, how you doing, my man? You know, it's another week. I'm pretty pretty happy 3-0 and for the team that I cover. It's really interesting season. There's been a lot going on lately. Yeah, both the teams we cover are three and zero, so that's that's really exciting. We got a lot to talk about today. We got uh, we got a COVID update with what's going on with some postponements. We've got you know matchups for Sunday, matchups for Thursday, all that going to be talked about in this show and more. Before we get into that, of course, we've got to talk about our great sponsor Visa. Help support our local businesses, whether you're you're your corner stores. They're your coffee spots or your favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and for the contact and look for the contactless symbol to tap and pay with a contactless visa to support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, an official partner of the NFL. Now, Ryan. This one's right in my wheelhouse because we've been dealing with this here in Pittsburgh with this story breaking. Of course, it came out yesterday, or well, two days ago, that the uh, that the Titans had several, had three players test positive and five personnel members. Um, but uh, but yesterday, the NFL came out and announced the game is now officially postponed, and it looks like, according to reports, we got uh, Paul Koharski from uh, who covers the who covers the Titans saying that it's most likely going to get moved to Monday night football. Yeah. And I'm okay with the doubleheader. I, I think that's feasible. I think logistically that makes sense. I think that's what the league's going to push for, but I haven't heard anything that said the league source is hundred percent confident with that. Right. What I've been hearing is they're still up in the air. They could move it back to Tuesday, which the NFL is going to love too, because it's, they're a one-stop shop. They have the prime time air. And this afternoon, as we record this, uh, the Titans have added another player to the COVID list. Mm. And um, Kamala Correa, that's kind of adding up. And this is what we see with this virus sometimes. When you start to have an outbreak, it starts to bloom. And I don't know if that makes me nervous that they're not going to be able to play, but it certainly is something that we're going to have to watch all the way through when they actually kick it off. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's how this thing starts is that, you know, with COVID-19, we see – you know, we, we saw how it happened in the country. Initially, it was a few people. People were saying, oh, it's not that big a deal. And then it kept going and going and going. And the truth is just the nature of this virus. We don't know how it's going from, from person to person, which is why so many precautions are being put in place and why the Titans aren't allowed to get into their facility until Saturday. So the NFL said that they, you know, the contingency plan was either Monday or Tuesday that saying that, hey, you know, we're going to, um, you know, we, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we have time for contact tracing to make sure we know what's going on here and further testing. Um, the only report that the part what Paul Kaharski got from you know saying that it would be Monday was just that uh, the CBS crews are preparing as if it would be Monday night or that they've been told that it will be Monday night, um, which to me would make more sense. They're saying putting it on before the other Monday night football game. Uh, which I believe is the Falcons at the Packers, so it'd be a you know the potentially a doubleheader. But yeah, if it goes to Tuesday, I mean the NFL is not gonna just sn- you know be, sneeze at getting another prime time slot here to watch their games. 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to depend on uh, working with the network some, but we heard Mike Vrabel talk about the fact that he's confident getting back into the facility over the weekend, <clears throat> whether it's Monday or Tuesday, that's still a really tight week. I mean, we talk about short weeks trying to plan Monday night in the first place. This is almost no preparation. I think a couple of things about that strike me as you have to watch out for the player safety issues, the soft tissue stuff, the stuff they haven't been able to be in the facility to get rehab. They haven't been doing their normal routine. And the NFL functions on a normal routine. It does. I mean, and this is what people say when they say being in football shape. You can be a great sprinter. You may have great stamina. You may be really strong. But nothing prepares you for the NFL in the way how Sunday you're beaten up, you feel like you've been through a car wreck, then Monday you ice up, then Tuesday you get your film, then Wednesday you're back into the grind of practicing all the way through Friday, you do your walkthroughs, then Saturday you get ready, and Sunday you get back out there, and then it all starts again. That takes time for anybody's body to adjust to. And when that process is interrupted, which is also that's why a lot of coaches were huge on they wanted to have preseason to get players' bodies more ready for the regular season, and now we're mm-hmm. seeing a lot more injuries. But that's that's a good point here is that with this and if – the, the team wasn't able to physically bang against each other, you know, keep that, keep up the grind and get back to the, the physical schedule that their, their body's been on, you know, having them just do a walkthrough on Saturday and then just play on Sunday could be potentially very dangerous in, in this situation. Um, especially, you know, you, you don't want to see, you know, that this team's already going to be missing what maybe four players from this game. You don't want to see them end up having to miss several other players due to normal football injuries that happen because they couldn't practice. Yeah. And I'm honestly, it's hard to put a a cohesive game plan onto the field too, when you're not practicing it, because everybody can put their two cents in. I'm not sure exactly how Mike Vrabel and his staff work it. Uh, I have my frames of reference, but everybody has input. You run some things, you see if they work, you get a feel for it. When you don't have that trial and error, your game plan is going to be a whole lot of guesswork about what's going to work and what isn't. You're right. You're right. All I guess when that guesswork's going to be there um, and a lot of this happens and you know I talked to I cover the I also cover the University of Pittsburgh's football team and I've in, in depth talked to their players and coaches about how their zoom studies that they did instead of normal training camp for a lot of times this past offseason it allowed them to learn the game more conceptually and take in more things and now Pitt has one of the best defenses in college football right now the same thing still applies you can still learn a lot from sitting apart studying your game getting the details down but still those little parts in the game like you know just making sure you're bought you're practicing your body and your mind to say hey i'm getting off the ball on this step where we're running this play i'm leading with my right foot i'm making sure that i'm stepping at this time or oh hey i know this guy this this guy this this defensive tackle that we're facing he takes he, he presents these challenges which means i need to help you know, my guard, if I'm the center, I need to help my guard a little bit more than I normally would. Those type of adjustments, it's it's one thing to say it and to talk about it and to circle it on film. It's another thing to practice it for three straight days and allow your body to say, okay, that's what that's going to be like. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how they choose to handle it, especially if it does come off Monday night and it doesn't get bumped back a little bit. We're going to keep an eye on that. And when we get back from this, folks, we're going to get into some of the other games this week that are going to really prove to be important. We're going to talk some quarterbacks later in the show. We're going to get into Thursday night football. But you need to know that this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap of every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with the condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars every game, every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. 
And the NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. But also, we got to talk about our other great sponsor, RockAuto.com. Chain stores have different prices for professionals versus do-it-yourselfers like me, especially when you're trying to dig through truck parts. It's always interesting. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always leaves the lowest prices possible rather than changing them as the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or a login. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Ryan, let's get talking about some of these matchups on this upcoming weekend. One matchup I think poses a really interesting series of things to look at here, especially offensively and for fantasy owners, is the Browns at the Cowboys. These are two very different organizations. The Browns, they've been called a factor of sadness for a long time. They've struggled for years, but they feel like this is their year. And they finally have a winning record for the first time since 2014. And now they take on America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, who are one and two. But both of these teams, They give up a lot of numbers, especially through the air. The Browns have given up eight passing touchdowns. The Cowboys have given up nine passing touchdowns. Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott, two big marquee names in the NFL right now, and they're about to go head-to-head. I didn't think we'd be talking about the Browns having the better record at this point, to tell you the truth. And and it does come back to the quarterbacks, one that has you know had his struggles with who's running that team. Both of these teams have had coaching changes, you know, and Dak in the position that he's in some interesting comments this week about from his owner about the play of Dak Prescott and what Mahomes can do versus Lamar, et cetera. I find that really telling. And for me, I think Dak is the next guy. He's been playing out of his mind. I think he's the next guy to get a big contract. But what does that tell you when your owner is not giving you the benefit of the doubt, knowing that you're about to become the franchise guy or they got to let you walk? It's so weird to me, that relationship and how we've seen it progress, because we've seen Dak Prescott and him go back and forth and who wants what kind of money and all this other, all these other debates. You'd think that, you know, with the future that the Cowboys have with him around and Zeke around, that they'd want to lock this down, get the question out of the way and figure out the rest of the team around Dak Prescott. I mean, again, they, you know, this team, they put a fourth round pick into the guy. He's turned into what looks like a franchise quarterback and he's, he's done very well for them. Um, is he Patrick Mahomes? No, but he's right around that second tier guys. He moves back and forth where he says, you know what? At times he's a real big playmaker. At times he struggles, but he's got a lot of potential. So I do think it's very weird. We've seen that there. Uh, But I I think, again, when I look at this matchup, you love the weapons on, especially on the, with with Dallas, you got Ezekiel Elliott, you got Amari Cooper, you got Michael Gallup, you got the rookie CD lamb, all for Dak Prescott to pick on a, a, a Brown secondary that's been trying to figure itself out this season. But on the on the other side, you have the Cowboys secondary that's you know in shambles, and 
you're getting Baker Mayfield, who hasn't, you know, he's bounced back from that beatdown he took from, from the Ravens in week one. And now is I think this could be the time where you see Odell Beckham Jr. maybe make some more big plays. But to me, the biggest threat of this Browns offense is its one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Those two guys, when they get moving, Ryan, they are so tough to stop. They are, and you get that that power aspect from Chubb, uh, a guy who had his injuries in college, has made it through the NFL, and looks to be getting stronger as he gets older. And then you get the two punch that I think Kareem is actually better in the pass game a little bit. Uh, we know about his contact balance and everything like that, but the two of them together, especially if you get creative and put them in the in the backfield at the same time, I don't know how you stop it, and it. On top of that, it draws the entire defense up to the line of scrimmage when they're in there. And that's going to help some of the wide receivers that I think probably need to step up a little bit more to help Baker Mayfield out. No, I agree with that. I think this is a really intriguing matchup. I think it has the makings of having some serious fireworks when it comes to, to some of the playmakers in here, some of the best running backs the best and the best wide receivers and some of the biggest names in the, in the quarterback position. Really exciting here. What's your prediction for this game? I, I think the Cowboys got it at home. I think that they're going to hold on. They're going to. They need to get back to two and two. Even though the NFC East, it doesn't look like they're going to challenge them anytime soon. Well, and that's the thing is the East is kind of low on everybody's sleep, right? So I, I'm a little reticent about that, especially depending on who gets out fast. If the Browns were able to score relatively quickly, first two possessions, then I think they're able to maintain their balance and keep with Chubb and Hunt and and keep that moving down the field. If they have to start chucking it, I think they're going to be in trouble. And I, I find it really intriguing, nothing against Zeke, but I think it's the pass catchers that intrigue me more in Dallas. Uh, Gallup actually becoming more of the, the number one in my mind. I think C.D. Lamb's a really interesting guy that if you're going to get uh, nickel coverage on C.D. Lamb, he might be able to take advantage of that. I do agree with you. I think it's going to be Dallas. I think it's going to be eh, a seven-point game. Yeah, I think that's right in the comfort zone. But we were just talking about the quarterbacks there. I'd like to talk to you about the standing of the NFL quarterbacks and where everyone is at right now. Because we just saw Patrick Mahomes on Monday just slice up the Ravens secondary and their their top-flight cornerbacks. Um, he, to me, you know, a lot of people are saying he's, he's, the, he's the pure number one. I put Russell Wilson right there with him, though, man. It's 1A, 1B, just depends on what you kind of like right there. And Wilson, he doesn't have the talent around him that I think that Mahomes has right now. I know that this is is the team you cover. I mean, heck, Mahomes did just hit Eric Fisher, a former first first overall pick uh, offensive tackle for a touchdown. I don't believe that. Um, But I look at this, they seem to be the clear 1A, 1B of the league. But in that second tier, who fills it out? Who who are the guys that you think are because Drew Brees is falling off? You know he's not the same quarterback he used to be. But who are those guys right now that fit right under that super elite category? See, and and I take a little bit of umbrage with that because I don't care about average depth of target from Drew Brees. I care about getting W's. Yes, he's getting older. Yes, he's not as strong as he was. But that's what it comes down to. And yes, Kamara's going to eat you up and help you with your stat line. I don't care go get W's. So I'm going to keep him up there because he does have to orchestrate that offense. I'm going to say that the guy that uh, had so much attention last year that just kind of threw it out the window and said, Hey, remember my name's Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. I he's, he's right up there with them. And I like to see it to tell you the truth. No, I want to, I want to see more of Aaron Rodgers too. He's a bad man. Honestly, the joke that I'm loving right now amongst the national media when talking about Aaron Rodgers is that, 
the Packers not giving him a weapon and picking Jordan Love was the best thing they could have done because now Aaron Rodgers is angry and he wants to <laughs> and he's the man. And, and it's because and, I've always seen Aaron Rodgers as just one of the best pure throwers of the football that I had ever seen during his prime. But then there's the crazy thing is Mahomes comes in and is there saying anything about him? It's, it's just it, it's wild. We're seeing this much talent at the quarterback position. Um, so interesting stuff here. We got to take one more quick break, Ryan. When we come back. There's another quarterback that I think needs to be in that other echelon that we're talking about. Who's that? Find out after this. We're back here on the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, with my friend and co-host, Ryan Tracy, uh, Locked On Steelers and Locked On Chiefs. So we were just talking about quarterbacks, but there's one quarterback we didn't name. And he put up five, kind of five touchdowns last weekend. And he's going up against the Raiders. It's the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. He looks really good in shorts. If you're a Bills fan, you get that joke. <laughs> um, but uh, but but Josh Allen, he's coming into this game. Ryan, what have you seen of Josh Allen? Because to me, I've always loved his wheels when he was at Wyoming, how big he was, how mobile he was. He has a cannon. And last year he didn't, he wasn't putting the cannon together. It was accuracy is a problem. But right now, he looks like he's starting to figure some things out. Yeah, I think it comes down to confidence in what you're doing. Like you said, he's always had the physical capability, both with his legs and his arm. But at this point, understanding what he's supposed to do and not panicking, that's mm -hmm. what it feels like to me, is a little bit more confidence about what and where you're going. And that translates onto the, onto the field, not just in the touchdowns, but he's putting up yardage like he's one of the perennial all-pros. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And that's the thing. He's he's looking down the field. Also, I think a part of this is that he has Stephon Diggs. That certainly helps him out because having that that real number one talent, they still got Brown back there to, 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 to spread the field. Tyler Croft is being worked into it. I mean, he had a great drive to win the game last last, last weekend. And it was a stressful game for Bills fans. Uh, sort of games for both the Bills and the Rams, but that was a defense with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on it. Like, like that, that, that's making some big plays when you need to. And this is the AFC East that we all said would be wide open this year. That everyone was, you know, it was no, yeah, the Patriots, Tom Brady was gone. The Patriots weren't going to be the same. They're two and one right now, so they're right behind the Bills. But do you think he still he has what it takes? He's showing that say, hey, the Bills are going to be a clear-cut number one team in the AFC East and be battling for one of those top seeds in the in the conference. I picked them to win the East, mm -hmm. uh, rather hands down, to tell you the truth. And I think, honestly, in terms of you can look at the, the stats versus the play on the field and have that argument, but I feel like the defense isn't quite as production level in terms of stats doing as well. I think they have ways to come back up, and if he gets a little bit more support, it's going to be more interesting to see he and Cam go at it now that Cam has made the Patriots legitimate again, which happened quicker than I thought it was going to. But I do want to say this. When you take the overall picture, you look at the yardage leaders in the NFL, who have we talked about today? Mahomes, mm. Wilson, mm. Dak, Aaron mm. Rodgers. Yeah, guess what? Josh Allen is right in there with them. He's number two in the league at this point. And that's what it comes down to. I know Minnesota fans, I'm sorry. I know you don't like seeing Diggs doing what he's doing. But at the end of the day, your surroundings help make you as well. And I think part of his stuff on is kind of swallowed a little bit of pride, gotten into what he's got to do, and trying to make a point that he is the receiver that we always thought he was. The pair of them together is just its something that we didn't see coming to be this good this fast. Quick transition here because it is Thursday, so we got to talk about Thursday Night Football. We were talking about the top of the AFC East. Now we got to talk about the bottom. That's the New York Jets hosting the Denver Broncos, bottom of the AFC West as well. This 
the, this is this is looking like a rough, <clears throat> looking like one of those typical Thursday night football games that everyone's like, why, 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 why is this on right now? Because the Broncos have been struggling. They got Jeff Driscoll in quarterback. The Jets are the Jets with Adam Gase. A lot of people are saying that this could be the the uh, the ultimate hot seat game for Adam Gase. Ryan, do you see this as that? Like this should be like because I just I've never liked Adam Gase. I don't know why they hired him in the first place. The sooner he is gone, the better for me. It's not a hot seat. The, the seat's already burnt. It's gone. <laughs> this this is all coming down to the end. You can see the writing on the wall, and I agree with you. I, I'm. I don't want if anybody's listening in the NFL scheduling office. I know that you look at the quarterback matchups as the keys that tell you what when to set things. And Sam Darnold, he needs more support. We all, I still think he has potential. And you know, thinking that Drew Locke was going to be the quarterback here makes a little bit more sense. There's been a lot of injuries in Denver, a ton on both sides of the ball, and that has helped with the downfall here. I don't know if Vic Fangio is any safer than Adam Gase is, but maybe just a touch. You see that they're actually putting up a few more points per game. They're allowing a few less. So I think the overall better team is going to be Denver, but I don't think it's that disparate. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't think it's that big of a gap between either team right now. You know, Sam Darnold, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are giving the benefit of the doubt. And and, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Steelers wide receiver that played with Sam Darnold at USC, was saying that, you know, he was giving confidence to Sam. And some people are like, well, does that mean he's coming to Pittsburgh? I'm like, oh, hold your horses, everybody. I don't think that's happening. But I do think there's a lot of people that are seeing Sam Darnold for, and saying, hey, we're going to give you the exception because we understand you're in, a, you're in a dumpster fire. You know, Le'Veon Bell came to the team and was promised by Jamal Adams that they were going to be this big thing. And then Jamal Adams left for Seattle. And now he's with Russell Wilson and they're crushing things over there. Um, uh, you know, so I, there's a lot of things wrong that are going wrong for Sam Donald, but there's still that potential on this roster to say, hey, you know what? If you if you if you real reshape everything, get a new coach in there, maybe this team could build around Donald or build some kind of a future uh, from what it currently has. It's just a rough game to pick right now, though. I mean, Driscoll's been a decent backup quarterback, I, I guess. So I. I have a hard time picking either team. I'm, I'm going to pick uh, – I, I almost said I was going to pick it, and I can't. I'm going to stick – I'm going to pick the Broncos. I, I literally – I'm. this is me just throwing a dart at the wall. I'm, I'm doing this. I think they got Jerry Judy still. I think he's healthy. I know Cortland Sutton's down. Uh, but I, I think the Broncos, they just – they still have something there that they can say, hey, you know, we can put this together and put, uh, put some wins on the board. The Jets, they've just looked absolutely hopeless to me. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the guy that I feel for, besides Sam Darnold, um, Frank Gore, man, I just to go there. I mean, he's the he's the little rhinestone at the inside of the core of the planet that nothing else can get done. I feel bad for him. I will say this. I think uh, Jordan Jenkins is a jet to watch because the Broncos offensive line has not helped. They're down two quarterbacks because it's going to be Brett Rippon, not Mark, folks. I made that mistake earlier on another show. It's going to be Brett Rippon that plays quarterback for the Broncos here. And you got to keep him upright. You're, you're out of bodies at the quarterback position. Melvin Gordon, um, as well as Philip Lindsay, are going to give you some relief. Even Royce Freeman got a couple of touches. But the guy that I think you got to watch is Noah Fant. I think he's got yeah. enough athleticism yeah. to stretch the field from the tight end position. It's going to be interesting. Um, we both missed last week, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to get us. I'm going to I'm going to stay with you. We're we're going to stay Broncos. We're going to get back on track. Have I'm going to call this a nine point game. I don't know. I don't um, think we have. I, I'm looking. I'm thinking back to every game we've picked. That I don't think we picked differently. <laughs> and I thought 
I thought we missed last week. Maybe I'm wrong. If not, then we're perfect, and I'd love it even better. No, so. we didn't we'll just, last, but we haven't picked differently once. We've been the no. same way through through what what four weeks of, the, of us doing this show now. So yeah, right. Um, so that's pretty crazy. But yeah, we did miss last week. Um, I thought the Jaguars would show up. The Dolphins showed them. Um, your guy Gaskin showed up though, so that was that was really big. You were talking about how he, what he could do. So yeah. I mean, I don't even have a person that I'm that I'm like particularly looking at for this game. I'm gonna watch it because it's Thursday night football, and everybody should watch it because it's Thursday night football. At least it's football that's on the television. Um, but it should kick off an interesting week here. It should. Um, and I think we'll, we'll stay together. I'm gonna go Broncos, but I'm gonna go 21-12. 21-12. Yeah, I think it's gonna be some sort of messy score. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go even more messy. 19-13. There we go. Nice. That's nice. Doesn't make any sense. How did we get here? Score. I, I think that 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 over 19-13. Uh, but we're both going Broncos, winning on the road at New York. And also, don't forget, that crazy turf at the Meadowlands. It could be more problems for people uh, going out of going out of this game. Ryan, another great show, my friend. Thanks for doing this with you. Let people know where they can find more of your work. You can find me over on Locked on Chiefs as well as uh, at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter. The video, the film breakdown, and all that stuff. And uh, I can never keep up with the name of your website, but you're on like 17 of them, so that's not my fault. Not your fault at all. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. Um, I am the Locked On Steelers podcast host, but I'm also the pit beat writer for DKPittsburghSports.com. I cover the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams, and I cover the Pittsburgh Steelers for them as well as an NFL analyst. Um, you can find all my work there. I do film analysis. I talk I talk about a lot of different things. We have all sorts of shows on, on, on that platform. If you like Pittsburgh sports, whether it's Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, University of Pittsburgh, uh, we We've got some Duquesne, you got some Duquesne Dukes fans out there. We cover it all at DKPittsburghSports.com. Check us out. From Chris and Ryan, thanks for listening to the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. We'll be back in your ears next week. Don't but do but do turn in. Tune in tomorrow for Friday's episode. Yeah, they'll be with Q and Bo, and they're gonna get you ready for.